Yo, what's going on, guys? My name is Chandler, the Geek Slays, and welcome back to the Scuffed Ass Podcast, episode number 144. We got the dead guy, Wonder. How you doing? He, he's always I'm playing right. dead. I don't know why. Well, I mean, it was really cold this morning, and the wind was blowing, and we moved uh, four pallets of concrete by hand, mm. which is like, I think there's... 42 bags 80 pound bags per pallet mm. so and poured it all while it's freezing which is stupid when it if you know anything about concrete <clears throat> because the concrete will not set up and so yeah it's been a grand old day has it been <laughs> yeah thursday thursday's gonna be even worse because it's supposed to be 20 degrees and 40 mile an hour wind and negative two for a low. <clears throat> so nice. That's, that's big, rough, big, rough. Seems like it seems mm-hmm. like it. So, uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything we should talk about prior to talking about the important game. I, well, the one we both consider important. Yeah. Um, yep. I guess, well, there are a couple other games of note that we'll talk about first. What were you going to say? Right. Well, I think it was an important game for more than just us, you know. Yeah. It was probably the game of the year. Oh, without a doubt. So, without a doubt, yeah. Without a doubt. It would be really, 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 really hard to top that. Unless they play in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That that, that could be game of the year if, it's, if we get a rematch in the Super Bowl. That could move to the new game Which of the year. I really, 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 really am hoping for that. Right, I'd love to see it be <clears throat> Buffalo, Minnesota, because then no matter what, somebody's curse has ended. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, I I do apologize because I hope it's the Vikings, because you know, at least the Bills still have Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, Kirk's thirty four, dude. Like, let's get right. this one, and then you know, fuck it, we rebuild. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Ring me, bitch. <clears throat> uh, but. Moving on from that, um, I think, so you didn't get to watch any football other than last night's game, correct? Yeah, yep, pretty much, So because I was packing meat off a mountain during the Bills game, so. Yeah, so for all of these games, I'm mostly going to talk about them, because he wasn't able to watch them. He wasn't even really able to watch the Vikings-Bills <laughs> game, but saw the highlights. I went back mm-hmm. and rewatched the ending. The NFL posted the ending of the game and that video is 40 minutes long mm-hmm. <laughs> which is fantastic uh we had the seahawks losing to the buccaneers in germany i think it was in germany yep. gino <clears throat> yep. is, gino is still playing so incredibly well he's definitely been surprising me cuz i thought he was dog shit so i mean he's kind of proven me wrong so here's the thing with Gino. I think that dude, uh, we're seeing why you have to give young quarterbacks an actual shot. Right. Yeah. Because Gino, when he got drafted, he got a singular, like he got a year and a half basically on the Jets before he got shipped out and really wasn't allowed to be a starter anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Goes to Seattle, sits on the bench behind Russ for a few years finally gets a shot and 
oh, hey, this guy's really good. You know, especially when we've seen other quarterbacks who performed worse than him in their first two years get multiple shots. Sam Darnold got three years in New York and then got a year in Carolina before people gave up on him. We're, we're giving okay. some dudes double the time. I wonder why. I, I will say that um, Russell Wilson in in Seattle was not a bad quarter to sit behind. A quarterback to well, sit no. behind. He he's not now either. <laughs> Denver's <laughs> offense is just atrocious. Uh, right. I, yeah. I don't know how many highlights or clips you've seen. Did you see the trick play the Buccaneers tried to run? Mm-mm. Where Leonard Fournette was playing quarterback, Tom Brady ran a route against... I've seen memes, and, and like, all it said was Brady is not a receiver. Yeah, so they put him at receiver. He was being guarded by Tariq Woolen, who's a rookie for the Seahawks, who's about to win Rookie of the Year and is near the top of the league in interceptions. Brady falls down. Tariq Woolen gets the interception about exactly how you'd expect that to go. Uh <laughs> I don't know whose idea that was, but that was stupid. But, hey, the Buccaneers barely get a win. And, hey, it only took them 10 weeks, but now they are finally leading their division. So, congrats, Bucks. Yep. Uh, Yeah. The Lions snapped their, like, two-year-long road losing streak by beating Mm -hmm. the Bears. By one point. I think for the Bears, this is a great game. Justin Fields balls out, so you're like, hey, Justin Fields is playing great. We got something to work with. But also, you lose to get better draft position. Still working out. That's that's great. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like, that's got to be frustrating as a fan, though, a Bears fan, because you're playing really well and still losing. I think it's more <laughs> frustrating for the players. I think the fans all love the fact that they're still losing. Because it does yeah. mean better draft position. Because you know, you know the Bears aren't that team yet. So right, right. whatever. Yeah. Um, we had the Chiefs and Jaguars play. That was the definition of a bad team giving it their all against a good team. The Jaguars mm-hmm. opened this game up with an onside kick, and they recovered <laughs> it. Like, they were just like, nah, this shit is ours. We're doing everything we can to just not let Mahomes touch the ball. That's kind of just like, fuck it kind of thing, you know? Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, Jaguars still end up losing, but what do you you really expect? Trevor Lawrence looked good. I was about to say, Trevor Lawrence still did really well, so. Trevor Lawrence looked good. It's just you were going up against Patty Mahomes and just a way better team, so. Mm Mm-hmm. What can you do? I mean, what what's to be done? That was about the best it could have gone for the Jags. Yeah. Colts and new head coach Jeff Saturday, man who's never been a head coach anywhere before ever, uh, beat the Raiders, so that's tough. Uh, <laughs> that's got to be that's got to be saddening for the Raiders. Dude, especially <sighs> with like Derek Carr played well, Devonte absolutely balled out. Like you can't really ask for more from the Raiders, but you tell me that your head coach sucked without telling me your head coach sucked. Right. This was a playoff team last year. The only mm-hmm. difference between last year and this year, 
oh, we improved. We added another pass rusher in Chandler Jones. We added the best wide receiver in football at the time, Devontae Adams. And we got way worse. That That's that's a coach. That doesn't problem. make any sense. Sorry. Yep. Uh, nope. People are still trying to put a lot of blame on Derek Carr because he's the most disrespected quarterback in football constantly. Mm-hmm. I guess this year Kirk might be in that label uh, just because people are insane, but we'll get to that later. Derek Carr is definitely up there. I think Carr, Kyler Murray, Trevor Lawrence, and Kirk Cousins are the four most randomly hated on quarterbacks. Like, it doesn't right. matter what they do. They could go win you a Super Bowl, and the Internet's still going to be like, yeah, but they're not really that good. Like, That's right. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, in the battle of the backups, the Cardinals beat the Rams. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean much to me. Like, yeah, I'm going to take the team led by Colt McCoy. You know, one of the best quarterbacks in college football history. He was never that guy in the NFL, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm taking that over John Wolford. Who the fuck's that guy? <laughs> <laughs> never heard of him. Of course, it's me. I, I don't know a ton about football. So Fair. we just he, judging by your TikTok videos, man, I got a lot of hate. This guy uh, didn't know shit about football. Yeah, I'm I obviously sorry. literally stated that I don't know yeah, anything about football. This guy's holding yeah. a football so people think he knows what he's talking about. Might have been my favorite comments on those videos. <laughs> Dude, I'm just upset that those videos out of all the videos you made were like 100,000 views and more. Dude, like, well, I used to get 100,000 views like kind of casually. <clears throat> then that yeah. went away. I needed something to bring me some views again. So thank you for well, that. Allow my dumbness to uh, <laughs> prevail here. We'll take it. We'll take it. <clears throat> uh, moving on, though, then we had the probably the actual upset of uh, no, maybe not the actual upset of the week. But we had the cow or the Packers beating the Cowboys. To be fair, it was at Lambeau. But mm-hmm. also the Cowboys were coming off of a bye. You're getting a revenge game for your head coach. Go prove Aaron Rodgers was the problem. Mm-hmm. Damn, actually it looks like one of Mike McCarthy's coaching decisions cost the Cowboys the game. It's tough how that works yep. out. Now, to be fair, I'm not going to shit on Mike McCarthy. For on fourth and four in overtime, giving your $45 million quarterback the ball and saying, go win us this game. I, I can't right. give them shit for that because, you know, 10 weeks ago in week one, when the Broncos did the same thing with Russell Wilson, I was screaming, why don't you trust your franchise quarterback? The Cowboys did. It just didn't work out. There was a blown pass interference call. Cowboys probably should have got the first down. But, you know, football is football. Yeah. You're uh, going to have bad calls just about every game. It's it's there's yeah. never there's never a perfect game. So go look at the Vikings Bills game. That was full no of shit. bad calls. Now, both sides. I was going to say, this is something I said on stream, though. As many bad calls as there were, it was called very even. Like, <laughs> well, that's because they didn't make very many calls. That's fair. They didn't make any, but they, literally the announcer said, well, we're just going to let them the, – the referees are just letting them play. Yeah. It was also yeah. interesting. They both I, – I don't know if it finished this way, but at the end of the fourth quarter, they both had exactly seven penalties for 64 yards. It's like, that shit's yeah. even. I don't care. Like, were the referees good? No. But were they fair? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then constantly, like, there probably should have been a few more pass interference calls in that game. But mm-hmm. if if the receiver was in the end zone, they just let him play unless mm-hmm. it was egregious. Yeah. And yeah. now, obviously, Which both most of the sides, time it was just both of them p- pushing yeah, back and there, forth. So. There was some hand fighting, and it's like, <sighs> if they're letting both teams get away with it, then fine. I don't care. Right. Like, okay, we know we know how the refs are ruling it. Now go play. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, Dak didn't look the best against the Packers. CeeDee Lamb finally had his coming out game. Aaron Rodgers... Uh, only threw the ball 20 times. Had a 70% completion percentage and three touchdowns. So, yep. But you know what the Packers finally figured out that they needed to do? They ran the ball 39 times. There you go. Look at that. Your two best players on your offense, not named Aaron Rodgers, are running backs. Mm-hmm. Use them and look where it got you. I would say it worries me a little, but the odds tr- of the Packers truly coming back in the division are not great. No. Yeah, maybe they can fight back to be a wild card now, which, cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, I'm down. Doesn't affect me at all in the slightest. The Niners beat the Chargers, oh. but I don't really know if that matters. I don't really know if anyone cares. No, I picked the Niners to beat the Chargers anyway, but right. And then we had what was the upset of the week: Washington Commanders mm-hmm. going into <clears throat> Philadelphia and just mm-hmm. stealing one. They just they just absolutely stole one, which is yep. phenomenal. It does lead to. First of all, I'm already pissed off at the internet about this game. Why are you giving Philly more credit for losing to Washington than you're right. giving Minnesota for actually beating them? What? What? Remember how we were frauds because we could only barely beat Washington? So are the Eagles the worst team in football because they actually lost? Like, right. Yeah, we yeah. barely won, but um, it doesn't matter if it's by an inch or by a mile. Winning's winning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah so the my big takeaway from this before i get into like my overreactions about the eagles because obviously i'm gonna do that mm-hmm. what is with the way washington rallies around taylor heineke like that like he's not a good quarterback but this team plays so much better <laughs> when four is on the field I don't know why. Maybe they, he's just a good person. I mean, he's got to be. He's their guy. That's. I mean, it, it, it. Sometimes all it takes is just a morale boost for your team, right? You know. <clears throat> but we've seen it since that that uh, playoff game in 2020 against the Bucks, when Heineke almost beat Brady in a wild card game in Tampa. Mm-hmm. At like. For whatever reason, this dude had only been on the team for a week by then. But for whatever the reason was, this team rallied behind that guy so hard. And now they just keep doing it. It's almost like Nick Foles. Only (laughs) Washington's not actually built well enough to compete the way the Eagles did with Nick Foles. 
If they had a better roster, I bet Heineke could go on a Foles-type run just because of the way the team rallies behind that dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the Commanders aren't a bad team. Yeah, I never did think they were. I mean, they, they have talent, uh, you know. Uh, they probably have one of the best, you know, front and I was going to say they have one there. of the best front sevens in football. Like, they're without a doubt top five. Yeah, and they're, yeah. Even more wildly, they're missing their best player in that front seven in Chase Young. He hasn't mm-hmm. played yet. Like, that front seven's for real. Their running backs in Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson Jr. are really good. You have Terry McLaurin, probably a top 10, fringe top 10 wide receiver. You've got Curtis Samuel, who's not that great, but he's been making plays for you. Like, he's not a bad receiver. Like, he's not a number two in the way that Adam Thielen is or Jalen Waddell is or even Devonta Smith of the Eagles, but he's not a bad number two. Like, he's a good number two to have, especially if you're a team like Washington where you're going to end up paying your guys on the defense way more than you're going to pay the offense. Having Curtis Samuel is a good number two because you're not going to be able to pay who you'd like to. <laughs> oh, it's it's wild, though. I'm shocked that the Eagles actually did lose that game. Now, the score is very misleading. Mm-hmm. In reality, the the Eagles lost by what three? Yeah, four. If we're but, being honest, but, that final touchdown doesn't mean anything to anyone. No. no, but but I will still say that the Commanders had control of that game the whole time. Pretty but, much, <clears throat> the Eagles got lucky a few times. Is basically what amounts to. I mean, yeah. the defense played well. Offense. Did a phenomenal job. Yep. It's it's impressive. But this was something, even oh. going into last week's game when Minnesota went to Washington, I was talking about how that's not an easy team to beat mm-hmm. because of that front seven. The Eagles have yep. the best offensive, well, one of the five best offensive lines in football, and it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts had no time. And, yes, now this game, there were a ton of not great calls. The missed face mask on Dallas Goddard that resulted Mm -hmm. in Washington getting the ball back, not ideal. There were Mm -hmm. a couple of bad pass interference calls. The one that I've seen people talk about the most, though, was at the end of the game, Taylor Heineke kneels. Well, it wasn't the last, last play, but it was close. Technically. Yeah, because after that, it was just kneel downs, but... Yeah, his first kneel down where he runs out of the pocket and then dropped to a knee all afraid. I've seen a lot of people saying that was a bad call. Brandon Graham took six steps and dove Mm -hmm. all after Heineke was already with his knee on the floor. That was absolutely a penalty. If you disagree, you're just a butt. Yeah. Because to me, actually, two people did it. The first guy wouldn't have been a penalty. He was within, like, a step or two by the time the right. knee happened. That one was fine. But the other guy, yeah. I don't know if it was a frustration thing. I think it was just a trying-to-make-a-play thing. Mm-hmm. One, that was the weirdest way he could have knelt down possible. Mm-hmm. Like, it did look strange. So I think in Brandon Graham's mind, he was just going to go try to pull a Minnesota, get the ball back for his quarterback, Go make a play, right? Because mm-hmm. I think 
the Eagles have a ton of faith in Jalen Hurts and their offense too. All right, let's give him a shot. Oh, yeah. and a minute and 30 seconds left. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, I think Brandon Graham was just thinking, all right, I'm going to go get him the ball back because I don't think he really knew what was happening. And, like, the ref was late with the whistle. He was very early with waving his hands to say he's down. But he just started waving, and then he went to whistle. So I get the confusion, but it was a, it was the correct call. Mm. Annoying that it happened and that the game ends because the refs made a call, but it was the correct call. Well, and the point is, is he could have avoided yes the, and, t- the hit. Oh, I've been I've been seeing that on the internet. Well, a three hundred pound man can't stop on a dime. First of all, if you're not three hundred pounds, I don't want to hear you telling me how that works. First of all. Second mm-hmm. of all, it's not about stopping on a dime. It didn't have to be a dime. He had six steps. Maybe, sure, you want to say he couldn't stop? That's fine. He could have just, you know, listed lazily to the left, and it would have been fine. Even even if he made, like, a, a harder effort to show that he was trying not to hit him, right. then but the call probably wouldn't have been called. his head. Like, mm-hmm. that's why it had to be called. Dude dove into his head. He can't do that. <laughs> it is interesting though. Minnesota just needs one now. Mm-hmm. They just need the Eagles to fall one time. Mm-hmm. It does suck. Wish we could have taken care of business back in week two. This right. is the other yeah. thing I've been seeing. A lot of Eagles fans. Doesn't matter. We beat you in week two. We'll beat you again. How often do we see a team lose in the regular season and then beat that team in the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Chiefs did right. it to the Bills last year. Yep. The who did the Bills play? Was that their f- no? Who did the Bills play in the wild card round? Um, they played. Wait, the Chiefs did it to the Bills, and they did it to the Titans. They did it twice. Yeah, I think. Am I losing it? I might be losing it. Somebody beat the Titans. I can't remember. Not that important. Uh, (laughs) If we're being honest, not that important. But, you know, the Bucs did it in 2020 when they beat the Chiefs and the Saints who had beat them twice. The biggest thing there is the way I'm looking at it. In week two, Minnesota had not played a single starter in the entire preseason. Not one. And this is a team that just got a new head coach who brought in a new offensive and a new defensive system. Mm -hmm. Our team is not going to be the same team you saw in week two. Now, neither are the Eagles. But to pretend like that game is just easily repeatable, you're going to beat us by three scores? No, you're not. Both our teams are very different than they were at that point. I will say one thing about the the Vikings, and that's, surprisingly they're really healthy for this late in the year because yep. usually the vikings are weighed down by a ton of injuries right yep. now kind of like what's some... happening to the bills now to be clear yesterday in the bills game the bills were down six starters on defense the vikings were down five to be fair the fifth one happened in the middle of the game but mm-hmm. but it's not like the bills were the only injured team right like i i i don't use injuries ex- as excuses. You can only play who's on the field. Yeah. And Josh Allen's injury, you can't use that as an excuse either. 
because it didn't look haven't. like uh, no i'm not saying you specifically but like mm-hmm. his he didn't even look like he was hurt other than after he tried to tackle patrick peterson after the first interception right then he looked a little hurt but then he was just he was still slinging it he wasn't doing the try to shake it off thing like he was the game before <laughs> i either he is the toughest some bitch i've ever seen or that injury wasn't as bad as we all thought it was. I don't know which one it is. The fumble which, at I mean, the end. It is pretty tough because he shattered a, coll- a collarbone in college and yeah. still wanted to play. He didn't even realize he broke it f- until he yeah. couldn't use his arm. <laughs> the fumble on the goal line. We'll, we'll jump fully into this game in a second, but I do just talking about injuries. The fumble on the goal line, the bad snap, does partially make me think it was affecting him the way I said it would. Mm-hmm. how that injury does makes your hand numb you can't really feel things is that why he botched the snap he was in shotgun most of the game did he botch the snap because of the injury now we'll never know unless he comes out no. and says it and he already said the injury didn't affect him at all so right but i, well, he I think he that's don't want, what happened he doesn't want to get pulled is is his thing he's not gonna say if he was hurting or not because he does does not want to risk not playing he doesn't want to get pulled and he doesn't want to have to (laughs) deal with the excuses either way right he doesn't want the excuse of well you only beat the bills because josh allen was injured or well you know whatever he doesn't want excuses he just wants it to be we came out we played we lost or we won he doesn't Mm -hmm. like he's not looking for the excuse he's just saying it's just like last week after their loss against the Jets came out and he was just like, I played like shit. That's all there is to it. Uh, mm-hmm. he, 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 if I can say anything about, the, about Josh Allen, it's that that man does not believe in excuses at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the excuse, yep. his excuse, and I praise him for it, will always be, I played like shit. Whether he did or didn't, that's mm-hmm. his excuse. I played like shit. I'm going to have to be better next week. Moving on. Which, to his credit, better than what 12 in Green Bay has been doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I respect the fuck out of Josh Allen for that. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I will say the Bills had control of that game all the way up until the second half, pretty much. So, here's... This is funny. Nobody believes me. I'm going to go through tonight and find the clips of it. When we were down 27 to 10 and Kirk threw his second interception, everybody was laughing. And I said, guys, this is perfect. The fourth quarter's about to start. We have them right where we want them. I was so right. I, I know that was just me being, you know, the douchey fan of saying, my team's <laughs> always got a shot. I'm okay. I've watched the Vikings long enough to know this. This team is different. Last year, if you took out the final two minutes of every game we played last year, we would have went 14 and three. Because in all of those games, we had to make a comeback drive and then get a stop. And we never could. Fuck, in this mm-hmm. game, we did that like five times. <laughs> but now the Bills were I mostly in control. They had, mm-hmm. like, they had the score, but 
there were certain things that they hadn't been able to do or that the Vikings hadn't been able to take advantage of. Finally, getting the ball to Dalvin Cook more was helpful. And then just doing the one thing the Bills couldn't stop all day. Fuck it. 18's down there somewhere. And he mm-hmm. was every time. <laughs> yeah. And, and because it was the Vikings against the Bills and the Bills was my team, I do have to say it did take two miracles to beat the Bills. No, it didn't. <laughs> well, yes, okay. it did. <sighs> what are the two miracles then? Well, I would say the one would be the Justin Jefferson insano fucking had one hand on the ball. Our receiver basically controlled the ball all the way down to the ground. And then when he hit the ground, let go of the ball and Justin Jefferson um, had it. Go watch it in slow-mo again. Justin has his hand on it like this. The ball never moves. The corner, as he's holding it, is misplacing his hands. Your corner never had it. JJ caught it from the high point. Maybe his hands helped, but the way Jefferson had, like, scooped that into his arm, it it wasn't moving. It didn't matter. What I was getting at was the force between the defender's hand on the ball and yeah. Jefferson's hand on the ball because there's no way in hell he would have controlled the ball on the impact of the ground no, if there wasn't but, some no, other force see, that's why you're so wrong look at him when he hit the ground who is the only person touching that ball for the final like two feet of the drop end when he hits the ground it's only Jefferson it's right. only I'm, Jefferson I'm saying Jefferson made the catch he no, did to make the catch you're but trying to say he wouldn't have been able to hold it through the ground that's the part that he, without a doubt, held it through. Your corner had to let go because of the way his body was falling. He couldn't keep hold of it. All I'm saying is the corner assisted with him having the hand on the ball. When the cor- when our corner hit the ground, his hand, instead of what he should have done since it was fourth down, was push the ball to the ground instead of trying to make the interception, no. which was what he was see, trying to what, do. See, but... You say that. I, Shannon Sharp talked about that this morning as well. And he was like, yes, sitting at home on your couch, you are going to assume, why didn't he just bat it down? But think of the moment. First of all, this is an undrafted rookie. Right. Yep. In one of his first games of the year and games of his career in the NFL. And what are you taught as a defensive back? See ball, get ball. That's it. He saw right, ball. But- and all it, in his head, he's not thinking, oh, I should bat this down. The only thought in there is that ball is mine. And that's the difference between a rookie DB and a experienced DB is knowing, okay, it's fourth down. No matter what, I cannot let the receiver catch the ball. That's your only job is to not let the receiver that you are covering catch the ball. Now, sure, if I get the interception, that's great. But it's fourth down. If I intercept it here, we have worse field position than if I just bat it down. So that's fair. But but you know what? I would give you that one more as a miracle. I thought you were gonna bring up the the uh, the goal line goal line stop that never happened. The Bills. Right. That is the most egregious spot the refs missed two calls. On first and goal, we had 12 men on the field mm-hmm. that should have, you know, negated that play. And instead, the whole play gets blown up. And then 
on the actual QB sneak, the Bills had three guys lined up off sides. Yeah. We should have been able to run another QB sneak, and I'm sorry. That is a play that as long as you get the snap off correctly, works 96% of the time. So if we just missed it, we're just doing it again. It's not going to fail twice in a row. (laughs) It's just not. And then, yes, that fumble is lucky. I genuinely think that's just the universe going, well, you just got fucked twice, so payback. Right. And honestly, I think if you're the Bills, you'd prefer that touchdown over the safety and then punt the ball to Minnesota, where they're going to be starting their drive basically in field goal range already. They can just run out the clock and just beat you. It's game over. Nothing you can do. Right. Giving up the touchdown or that touchdown probably worked out better than what the other thing would have done. Because at least you got another chance. Right. And and I will say that the Bills could have easily sent it into double overtime. But instead, Josh tried to go for the win, which is how Josh is. Well, no, that's the thing. There is no double overtime. It's regular oh, right. season. He didn't want to tie. Right. It's just a tie. And I'm right. sorry. You'd rather try for the win than settle for yeah. a tie. I don't care who yep. we are. And, that, and so I wasn't upset about overtime Josh no. Allen trying to make a play. No. Now, and that wasn't, one wasn't a horrifying even... pass? Yes. See, it, was it not wasn't a good even pass. that bad of a throw. That was 100% basically a Hail Mary. Just mm-hmm. fuck it. Give my guy a shot. Mm-hmm. And he did. The biggest issue, it wasn't the throw that was the problem. It was his stupid double clutch. He saw it. He should have thrown it. Mm-hmm. But he, 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 second pu- guessed. he pumped it and then went, which gave Pat Pete all the time he needed to go, oh, I know where he's throwing it. This mm-hmm. one's mine. Yeah. I think it did help that we had Patrick Peterson back there, not one of – now, we did have an undrafted rookie making his first – play in the NFL and he broke up a touchdown like that was important but I don't know if the undrafted rookie actually makes the read and gets the interception there whereas Pat Pete being you know the old veteran probably hall of famer just goes oh I know what you're doing little guy (laughs) this one's mine you know I honestly think if you know when you know the Eagles and the Bills I think the Bills top the Eagles what I want to see is the Bills and the Vikings in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I last night looking at the highlights, I just want them to meet again in the Super Bowl. Now I don't whether right. the Bills win or the Vikings win, at least somebody for the first time yep. wins a Super Bowl. Yep. And it's also fan bases that aren't complete douchebags. Yep. The now, Eagles. I gotta bring this up real quick. Eagles fans <laughs> were booing their team at halftime yesterday. Yep. Your eight and O football team. You weren't cheering for them, trying to pump them up. No, you were booing them because they were down at halftime. Yep. Those are shitty fans, dude. To be fair, same fans that threw snowballs at Santa Claus and ate horse shit. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the Bills fans, the Bills Mafia, they're crazy. Yeah. But they do a lot of great things for the community. And it doesn't matter if the Bills are losing by 20 points at halftime. They're still going to scream their heads off when the Bills come running off the field. Well, and the other thing is, yep. And the other thing is, yesterday, even at the end of the game, after Josh Allen throws that interception, they never booed. Mm -mm. Shit. Anytime the Vikings did anything good, they didn't boo. They cheered. 
almost mm-hmm. it's almost more of like they were in shock that that just happened. Like with yeah. Jefferson's catch, nobody tried to boo it. Everyone I mean, in that stadium was like, "Oh my God, we just witnessed something crazy." Well, and, and not only that, you pay a lot of money for these tickets these days, mm-hmm. and. Do did everybody get their money's worth out of that game? Oh, I would say, a doubt. oh, definitely. It doesn't matter where your seat was. To, to even if you were sitting there in a crowded area looking on a big screen, right. that was one of the best football games, you know, and will be talked about for probably a long time. Yeah, you know, that, that was it's kind of almost like a Minneapolis miracle in a way, yep. not quite as. But you both know, teams were Hail getting Mary. those crazy plays, though. Those yep. crazy, like, fuck! It was Josh Allen. That bastard. It, <laughs> we need to create a new rule. If you're the size of Josh Allen, you're not allowed to run with the football. I don't care. Yeah, he is. I mean, I would not want to try and tackle Honestly, that kid when he's it's got worse a full head of steam. Because he's a quarterback. If he was a running back, I wouldn't care. But right. as a quarterback, it's like we're not going to predict that you're going to run every play. So then right. when you do, nobody's there to stop him. Ever. It's just like Lamar Jackson. That's why he's so dangerous. Yep. You know, you never know if he's going to throw the ball. And the thing about it is, they can tuck the ball like they're going to run it, and then just sling it. Yeah, we've of been a seeing and Justin like... Fields do that for the Bears lately, mm-hmm. which is nuts. Did you see Justin Fields shedding tackles, dude? Did you that dude? I so I've argued that Kadarius Tony and Lamar are the two toughest players in the NFL to tackle. We just got a third guy in that list. Josh Allen's different. He's not tough to tackle because he can make you miss and look stupid. He's tough to tackle because he's too goddamn big. (laughs) I mean, he gets a full head of steam, and it's scary. He's not that tough to tackle because of skill. He's tough to tackle because of size. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying he's unskilled as a runner. I know people are going to try to take that out of context. He's got long legs. He covers a lot of ground quickly. He can't run the way Fields and Lamar do, just like they can't run the way he does. It's a totally different style of football. Lamar and Fields are more agility-based. Agility and Josh speed. Allen's just like, you know what? I can lower my shoulder and get an extra four right. or five yards. Which is also gonna get him killed. That right. second run right. in overtime, he should have slid. But uh-huh. instead, he lets himself get rocked twice. Yeah. Like... Those are the th- plays I'm talking about when I say I'm worried his career ends like Cam Newton's. Right. Those are situ. You weren't in the red zone going for a touchdown. Like, you would have gained one total less yard, which would right. not have impacted shit. Yeah. But instead, you decide to take two hits, which is not the ideal way to do that. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're already nursing a wound. Yeah. You know, which ironically he got sitting in the fucking pocket, which is, yeah. <laughs> which is seem, it seems to have the same with Lamar. It seems to yeah. be how it works when they're oh, running. Yeah. They don't get hurt. Well, because when, when you're running, you're able to like, you see everything coming. Mm-hmm. You're able to at least kind of try to miss what's going to be a bad thing and just have it be a tackle. Right. Yeah. Whereas in the pocket, you're 90% of the time, you're not seeing the guy coming. You're just randomly getting hit. Um, but I think I was f- fairly right about Minnesota's path to victory in this game. It should have been to just run the football. You want to know the reason why we didn't? Mm. 
Ed Ingram, I have decided, is the worst guard in football. <laughs> the guy who stepped on Kirk Cousins' foot twice. I have never yep. seen a guard sack his own quarterback twice in a game. Yeah, once it's like, ah, that's just unlucky. Twice? That's just well, your bad. If you look at it, you know when the snap's going to go off. Yep. Most of the time, the defense, they have an idea, but they're not sure. So that you get you get an advantage every time as an offensive line. Yeah. You're getting blown four foot backwards, knocking your quarterback to the ground before your quarterback even has the ball in his hands. Yeah, why like, do you, I <laughs> genuinely think Ed Ingram is the entire reason we could not just run directly up the middle on you. Mm-hmm. Because when Ingram would get the fuck out of the way or get out of his own way and actually just make a block, mm-hmm. we were averaging five yards a carry up the middle. Yeah. But we just couldn't do it. Now, from basically the start of the second quarter to the start of the fourth quarter, we couldn't have ran anyways. We were down by 17. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was a run that kind of shocked our systems back into, okay, let's let's yeah. go do it. We needed Dalvin's 80-yard run. No, that one definitely wasn't luck. That was just the Bills' yeah. run defense being the Bills' run defense. Only yeah. now they had to see an actual superstar running back, not Michael Carter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... so, yeah, and and another thing that, that really sucked was in the first half, that Devin Singletary fumble. Yeah. The way they were rumbling, I have a good hunch that – now, who knows? Who knows? But have never a good heart that they would have at least scored on that ra- round, which would have made it a three-possession yep. game. Yep. And it might have been a little too much for the for the Vikings to It genuinely could have been. From. I think so. that's, that's the craziest thing about this game. If you go back and look, both teams had about five or six chances to put the other team down, and mm-hmm. neither of them could. Mm-hmm. They could not finish. Neither of us could. It finally wise, that's gotta be the most equal <laughs> teams out there. Yeah. It, like, it feels I'm like sorry. It. I'm pretty sure that the Bills and the Vikings are number one and number two in the NFL. I Their would... records don't show it. Yeah. I but... think people are still gonna rate the Eagles above both of them, which Correct. In power rankings, I guess I understand. The Eagles did beat mm-hmm. the Vikings. The Vikings right. beat the Bills, and the Bills beat the Chiefs. So I guess there's mm-hmm. your top four. Eagles, mm-hmm. Vikings, Bills, Chiefs is how most mm-hmm. people are probably going to rank it just by looking at yeah. what are their records, who have they beaten. And since every one of those teams has been beaten or beat another one, like that's how you're going to order it. You're going to look at who beat who and right. stack it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I disagree with the rankings. Right. But, you know, in my opinion, it's just a, an opinion. Yeah. You know, as far as, far as high-power teams, even though having – even having injuries. Having injuries still, and having both quarterbacks not play well. Right. Allen yeah. wasn't right. And Kirk – here's the way I've been explaining it. The first – outside of the first drive, the first three quarters – Kirk played one of his worst games of his career. Right. But that's why this team's different. It is not the actual team itself. Yes, adding guys like Zadarius Smith helped a ton. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not going to downplay that. 
adding TJ Hawkinson helps a ton. Not going to downplay that. He was our second best receiver yesterday. Right. But the difference <laughs> is Kevin O'Connell. Because mm-hmm. last year, when Kirk was playing bad, he'd go to the bench and get chewed out by Zimmer about how bad he is and how much, not only that Zimmer hated him, but how they could never win with him. Whereas with KOC, we're seeing whether it's true faith or fake faith, doesn't matter. He could be lying to Kirk for all we know. But he's at least showing some faith in the guy. Kirk comes back, second interception while we're down 17. And KOC is just pointing out what he did, what he needs to do different, and just, it's fine. We have time. Let's go get it. And the the other thing is having a coach that has faith in him has changed the way Kirk Cousins plays the game. His stats are down across the board. If you just look at numbers, Kirk is playing way worse than he did last year. Lower completion percentage, more interceptions, you know, a terrible passer rating. But what is Kirk doing that's different than last year? Do you know? A little confidence. He's not afraid <clears throat> to throw to his receivers. Right. How many throws to Justin Jefferson were entirely just Kirk saying, fuck it, Justin Jefferson down there somewhere? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's something we've never seen from Kirk before. Right, because Kirk's always played like this. Ah, Justin Jefferson's down there, but I might throw an interception. And I don't want my jump off to the running back. I don't I don't want to receive a lot of hate from my my own team. So I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna risk here we're gonna we're gonna do a short outside throw to the sideline. (laughs) So And then you get games (laughs) like this where now like the 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 catch, right? That Mm -hmm. was entirely yes, Kirk was getting hit. All the credit in the world goes to Justin Jefferson for that one. I don't I give right. Kirk almost no credit. He gets the credit of he threw it in that direction, but that's it. But then if, if you look I, at oh go ahead. I have to give credit to our rookie that was trying his best to cover Justin Jefferson too. Dude, even if, if Tredavious <laughs> White was out there, your best corner, he can't stop Justin Jefferson. Like now was right. this worse than it would have been with Trey White? Probably. Mm-hmm. But, but it still gives me confidence in our rookie yep. to be able to at least do a decent job to pay, possibly win a football game. Right. You know, against maybe any other receiver possible. You might exactly been, the only guy who I think can burn you the way that JJ did yesterday really is probably Tyreek Hill. Right. Mostly because well, we've seen him do it. Oh, well, Waddle and Tyreek Hill are the same goddamn guy. I right. don't and, care. And, and that's why I, I laughed when you said one and two earlier, like, you know, Waddle being number two. It's more like one and one. Well, like, you have two number one receivers on a team. <laughs> the reason I know Tyreek is the one, though, is he is the target. Right, right. Like, yeah, he's like Tyreek's still the the number one. Yeah, but those two are But if Tyreek goes down, yeah. you I didn't do, lose anything. Well, you do, because then you only have one of those guys. So. Right. But, That's but, why I mean, the like Dolphins are so scary. Goes. Which, that is and that is the one really bad thing about this game for the Bills, is that now they're in third place in the AFC East. Mm-hmm. That's not ideal. 
I, I would right. say you don't care, but Buffalo so badly wants the playoffs to go through Buffalo. Right. Same with me right yeah. now. Like, I want the playoffs to go through Minnesota. Like, give us U.S. Bank Stadium at home in the playoffs. That crowd, you're not coming into Minnesota and beating us. You're not. But if right. you make us go to Philly, they could get us. Philly's not mm-hmm. getting us at home. They're not. Nobody is. Like I still don't think Philly's getting you, even if you go to their place. They I could. I. They I, could. I'm not saying I'm not totally counting them out, but I mean, the Vikings are elite. Oh yeah, I think the Eagles are as well. Their biggest issue right now for the Eagles is injuries, mm-hmm. because well, yes, the Vikings have injuries, the Bills have injuries. Mm-hmm. The Eagles lost the one guy that apparently made their defense so good. Jordan mm-hmm. Davis, the rookie out Davis. of Georgia, has that team from the best rush rushing defense in the NFL to the mm-hmm. worst as mm-hmm. soon as he went out. Mm-hmm. For a rookie, that motherfucker is impactful. Yep. Like, <laughs> there's nothing you can nothing else yep. you can say. All in all, I am Definitely not upset with the outcome of, you know, of the Bills Vikings game. I I am content. Yep. I am confident that it is a good possibility we'll see the Bills and Vikings in the Super Bowl. Yep. And I, yeah. it could be the Dolphins. It could be the Eagles. Could be the I Chiefs. Mean, could I, be the Chiefs. I think Eagles, Chiefs, Bills, Vikings, Dolphins are probably your only true contenders right now. Right. Maybe you add the Bucks just because Brady exists, and right. he, we know that guy's a fucking psycho. <laughs> yeah, and and the Niners are still, you know, the Niners. I know I was just having this argument on Twitter, and we're gonna touch on it in a second. But I'm sorry, you can't win a Super Bowl with Jimmy G. Ah, uh, that doesn't mean they can't make it there somehow. When the Eagles and the Vikings are the two teams they have to play, I think it does. You never know. But it's like Justin Jefferson tweeted out last night, the minute Philly and Washington ended, he just tweeted any given Sunday, which is factual, Mm -hmm. especially between these teams that are legitimate top tier teams. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. If we play the Vikings bills game 10 times, it's probably a five to five split. At the end, mm-hmm. if the Bills and Eagles played ten times, it's probably a five to five split. Bills, Chiefs, mm-hmm. it, like all of those teams, it's probably just a split, which mm-hmm. is great. The parody in the NFL this year of like it doesn't even matter. The Texans can come out and beat any of these teams. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's great. Um. As I was talking about with Twitter, though, this is interesting. Um, I got to go find the find the exact tweet. Um, God damn it. Oh, so this was fucking hilarious, by the way. Mm. The Minnesota Vikings official Twitter account tweeted out Justin Jefferson's highlight reel from the game against the Bills. Mm-hmm. And the caption for it just says, for good receivers, this is a career highlight reel. For great receivers, this is a season's highlight reel. For Justin Jefferson, this is just a Sunday. 
<laughs> Just another Sunday. <laughs> Which, kind of. <laughs> like, it's not like this is the first time we've seen him do exactly this this year. Like, I mean, he is that guy. Yeah. I, I will I will give him that. But Kirk Cousins is lucky to have somebody like that on his team. Anyone would say. be. And I, yeah. I, I still think, now, the Diggs-Jefferson trade, because ultimately that's what it amounted to. It was a single first-round pick for Diggs. We drafted Justin Jefferson. So we basically just swapped those two guys, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Yes, that is the most even trade in NFL history. Like, mm-hmm. both teams got a top five wide receiver out of that. But I was looking on the I, – I was looking at some further things. Minnesota wins that trade. You don't know the one reason why? Why? Jefferson's 23, Diggs is 28. You get another five years of Diggs. We get another 10 of Jefferson. <laughs> right, that's, right. That's yeah. the only thing. But do I still think if you go back to that same day and you tell both teams this is exactly how it goes down, I think mm-hmm. both teams still pull the trigger anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I, don't, I don't think that that changes anything. I really don't. Well, they're high-powered offenses, and then they played like it. That's yeah. that's all it amounts to. But, okay, so this ha- so this is what happened. Jake Talk Sports tweeted out, I don't mean to seem biased. I really don't. But you cannot be a contender with Kirk Cousins. And you know me. I talk shit on Kirk Cousins all the time. Mm-hmm. Even still. I was making jokes about him in the middle of the game yesterday. Yesterday. But I've also said you can contend with Kirk. You just have to have the perfect team. It's begin, and I don't mean like a perfect team. You have to have the perfect team to win with Kirk. Mm-hmm. This might be the closest we ever get. Right. It's it's do or die. You know, because mm-hmm. it won't it will not be the same team next year. No, most likely. It, I I don't know if it can be. Alexander Madison's going to be gone. Pat Pete is getting up there in age. Zadarius Smith's getting up there. Harrison Smith's getting up. Like, it's do or die mostly because of age. Mm -hmm. A lot of our stars are aging out of being stars. And we don't have a young crop that is taking over yet. Right. Yep. Other than Jefferson. Like, (laughs) he's our young star. Everyone else is, like, in their 30s. But, so I just tweeted back. I was like, you do realize many quarterbacks, way worse than Kirk Cousins, have not only won the Super Bowl, but, like, gotten there. Right? We we realized this. And he just replied with a gif of some lady throwing signs that say no. And I went, all right, I'll start naming some of them. What about Joe Namath, Jeff Hostetler, Mark Rippian, Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson? Eli Manning, Joe Flacco, Nick Foles. And he just replies with the same gif of the lady saying no. And I, so I just replied, if you're going to have a take, you actually have to have an argument to back it up. Eventually, you can't just say, no, I'm right, right? And I didn't get a reply from him for a while, but I did get a reply <laughs> from another TikToker I follow. Mm-hmm. And who follows me, we're mutuals. And he goes, in the past 10 years... Nick Foles is the only below-average quarterback to win the Super Bowl. That's false. 
Peyton Manning in 2016 was the worst quarterback in the league, and he won a Super Bowl, so I don't want to hear it. He was still Peyton, but he couldn't play anymore. He had nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions that year. He was not a good quarterback. And then he goes, Kirk is slightly above average, but Flacco was better. Eli was better. The other QBs to win are Russ, Brady, Mahomes, Stafford, Peyton. The only comparable one is Stafford. Peyton is the worst quarterback to win a Super Bowl in the last 20 years by far. Mm-hmm. Not over his career, but the year they won, he was atrocious. Not only did he have nine touchdowns to 17 interceptions, he did it in like eight games. Mm-hmm. Like he was throwing two picks a game. That's not good. No. So no, I repl- not, So I specifically replied with that. Look at Peyton in 2016 and tell me what he does better than Kirk statistically or just on tape 2012 Eli and 2013 Flacco also did not play better than Kirk has been this year yes Kirk is slightly above average overall but this year he is better he has been better than most quarterbacks since quarterback play as a whole across the league is down last year Mm -hmm. I would have said Derek Carr's better not saying that this year would have said Russ is better not saying that this year. Like, there's a lot of quarterbacks you think are better that just aren't. They're just not mm-hmm. playing to that level. Um, And so he just goes, well, the 2016 Broncos had an all-time defense. 2021 Rams had an all-time defense. 2012 Giants had the sixth best offense and 12th best defense. Let me clarify this for you right now. As of right now, Minnesota has the fifth best offense and the 12th best defense. Just mm-hmm. told, but don't worry. In a bit, we get told that our defense and supporting cast isn't good enough to win either. So let's hold on for a moment. But so he goes with that. And then he says, the Vikings defense is giving up 20 plus points almost every game and is riddled with injuries. Not exactly, but okay. And I just go, that has nothing to do with the point you brought up. Yes, those defenses are better than the Vikings defense currently. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about QB play. Now you're switching the narrative. Well, I and then he goes, I'm saying even if they sucked and they had the defense to bail them out, Kirk sitting at above average does not have that level of defense on the other side of the ball, the same reason the 49ers have been good for a while despite Jimmy G <laughs> being incredibly average. First of all, that's a horrible take. Kirk is literally two to three times the quarterback that Jimmy G is in every facet. Smarter, faster. I mean, did you see the video of him after the Washington game with his shirt off? He might be the second, like, best-built quarterback in the NFL behind Josh Allen. I didn't know Kirk was jacked like that, but apparently, like, like, I mean, I guess it makes sense because Kirk, along with Josh Allen, might be the and Matt Stafford are probably the three toughest quarterbacks in the league. Mm-hmm. Kirk gets <clears throat> smoked. He'll stand there and let it happen so he can make a throw. And then you'll see him stand up and just like, oh, fuck, everything hurts. All right, let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you even see him do the little shake off. Like, yep. it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. I'm fine. <laughs> but then I said, all I'm saying is – to say that you cannot ever win with Kirk is false. This team absolutely can compete. 
No team in the league this year is dominating other than maybe the Eagles. And even with as bad as Kirk was in that game, we could have still won. We didn't let the Eagles score in the entire second half. We also forced three turnovers in that second half. Mm -hmm. If the offense that we have now that's rolling and understands how to play football was the offense we had in week two, we might have won. I'm not going to say we would have because you never know. But, like, Mm -hmm. yeah, whatever. And then he goes, I'm not denying that the Vikings aren't a competitive team. I'm denying that they have a Super Bowl roster. In the NFC, it's anyone's game in the playoffs. But generally, the Chiefs, Bills, etc. of the AFC, whoever makes the Super Bowl, is going to be better than the NFC team by a good margin. It's not <laughs> accurate. It's not true. Like, <laughs> he tries to, br- like, look at both rosters eventually. I'm sorry. Diggs and Jefferson. Let's let's just agree that they're on the same level. They're both like top five receivers. They're on mm-hmm. the same level. <clears throat> Adam Thielen and Gabe Davis. I, I I know it's partially me being biased to say Thielen's better, so I will give like they're probably on the same level. Play different styles of football, but like their impact on the field is probably the same level. Well. Gabe Davis is a deep threat. Thielen is just a slot guy. You still need both of those. <laughs> then Isaiah McKenzie and KJ Osborne. Equal. Equal. Mm-hmm. Then you go to tight ends. Dawson Knox and TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson's better. Yep. He, he was in Detroit, so now that he's on Minnesota, he's still the same Hawkinson, so he's better. That's not a shot at Knox. They're both top 10 tight ends. Hawkinson's closer to five than he is to 10. I think Knox is closer to 10 than he is to five. Well, and, and the thing that drives me nuts about Knox, though, is he can be very inconsistent sometimes. Like, he can make the best catches ever and then turn around and drop the easiest p- pass yeah. known to mankind. I <clears throat> There's no in between. He's either going to have a really good game or yeah. a really shit game. There's no average for him. And Hawkinson's just always kind of the same dude. He's going to give you yep. somewhere <clears throat> between five and ten catches for about 60 yards, and he's mm-hmm. also going to probably be the most impactful run blocker on the team. Like, mm-hmm. that dude can block, which is partially why he gets a leg up on a lot of other tight ends. Yeah. He can... And he blocks like a damn fullback, too. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love Hawkinson. I'm I'm so happy we ended up with him. But then you look at the O-lines. Our tackles are better. Derrissaw and Brian O'Neill. They, until Derrissaw got his concussion and got knocked out of the game, Vaughn Miller didn't exist. Right. Now, when Derrissaw went, went out and some guy named Blake Brandle came in, yeah, Vaughn <laughs> Miller was suddenly there. Now, that's not to say Miller's bad. You're getting doubled, and mm-hmm. then our tackles truly are. We have two top ten tackles, which is nuts. Like, they Brian O'Neill and Christian Darris are great. Now, I would say your interior offensive line is better. Center is very close. Yeah. Just because Ed Ingram can't let Kirk Cousins drop back, your guards are better. At least right. Josh is allowed to take a snap. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. center, I think, is pretty equal. I'm glad Garrett Bradbury has decided he knows how to play football now. 
Because right. you remember at the beginning of the year, I was like, we need a center. <laughs> Apparently not. Bradbury figured it out. Credit to him. Defensively, I think our defensive lines are equal. Mm-hmm. They're both good, and they both have two guys who are, like, real threats. <laughs> like, Ed Oliver and Dalvin Tomlinson in the middle, pretty equal. Vaughn Miller, at this exact yeah. moment, fairly equal with Daniil Hunter. Vaughn does have better numbers. Daniil's double team rate is way higher, though. Daniil Hunter mm-hmm. just draws double teams and says, fuck it, I don't care. Because he's celebrating right. more than anyone. Like, dude's not putting up stats, but he's making a difference. That's why Zadarius Smith off the other edge is always one-on-one. And that's why he's in top <clears throat> five in sacks this year. It's, right. Yes, Zadarius is really good. But it's because Daniil Hunter's drawing all the attention that Zadarius is at the level he is. is right, thing. he could get, Zadarius could get shut down Right, Zadarius if... is Greg Rousseau, <clears throat> the other edge rusher for the Bills. Mm-hmm. They're the same thing. <laughs> it's just Von Miller is still Von Miller, so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. You can triple team him, he's still going to win once in a while. Same with mm-hmm. Daniil, but Von does it at a, at a higher clip. <clears throat> I think yeah. a lot of that is... Vaughn Miller may not be prime Vaughn anymore. He's still a Hall of Famer. He still knows mm-hmm. how to beat you. Eventually, he's going to. <laughs> and he's still quick on his feet, too, and he uses that yep. to his advantage a lot. But again, <clears throat> our linebackers are even. <clears throat> yeah. And then our secondary. Now, it can't happen because Micah <clears throat> Hyde's out for the year. <clears throat> now, your secondary would be better if you got Micah Hyde back. But at <clears throat> this point... It's Tredavious White and Jordan Poyer and Patrick Peterson and Harrison Smith and then just a bunch of dudes. Mm -hmm. That's pretty fucking equal. That's what I'm saying. These two teams are like the most equal in the NFL as you're going to get. Yeah. Like it's nuts. But then just continuing with this argument, I I brought up outside of quarterback, do the Chiefs have a better roster than us? No, we are better than them at every position not named quarterback, tight end. And mm. I will say head coach because Andy Reid is probably the best head coach in football. So, right. like, that's valid. But our O-line's better. Our running backs are miles better. Our receivers, mm. Justin Jefferson, might be better than all of the Chiefs receivers combined. Like, come on now. Right. Can you, can, do you think the Chiefs receivers would do as well if they didn't have somebody like Patrick Mahomes right. to them? Like, no. If you swapped quarterbacks, Kirk to Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes to Minnesota, who's the Super Bowl favorite? <laughs> I'd say Minnesota. And who's... 100%. Who are you questioning whether they'd make the playoffs or not? That's That's what I think is the important factor here. But... Um, I said outside of quarterback, do the Chiefs have a better roster? No, not by any stretch of the imagination. And we literally just beat the Bills. Mm-hmm. No team in the NFL has this crazy <laughs> roster. We just beat the Bills in Buffalo when as a whole, our team didn't play that great. Mm-hmm. To be fair, neither did the Bills. That wasn't the most important thing for this argument though he did say nobody in that game played that good besides jefferson and Diggs, which is valid mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the chiefs have a way better coaching staff and they score almost every time on offense 
You'll see why that take is important in a minute. This argument went on for about three hours on Twitter, by the way. Damn. Yeah, we were going at it. So I said, I'll, yeah, you're right. They do have the better coaching staff. But to say if the Vikings and Chiefs met 10 times, it wouldn't be split with both teams winning five games is ridiculous. Yes, the Chiefs' offense is good, and they have Patty Mahomes. But their defense is atrocious. Mm-hmm. We would obviously be able to score just as much on them. And he just replied, if you have no defense, you need an elite QB. The Vikings don't have that. That's what separates them from the Chiefs. I agree that there are no insane rosters, but you have to have balance. You can't have mid on both sides of the ball. We're top 10 on both sides of the ball, but hey, fine, whatever. And I said, we're a top 10 scoring defense we like so scoring defense means we're top 10 in not letting you score that's what we are yep Yep. and we're ranked or what no we're top 10 in scoring offense we're currently ranked 14th in scoring defense while also being tied for the most takeaways in football our defense just forces turnovers Mm mm-hmm that's, that's just what we do. It's almost like that's what happens when you assemble, like, a bunch of veterans. Yeah, you might get burnt just because they're older, but also mm-hmm. they're just going to outsmart you. <laughs> like, we, we've we seen that, but either way. um, So I was like, yeah, what, well, we're also tied for first and takeaways. But, yeah, our defense is just mid. So is our offense. Fuck it. And you're right. We don't have an elite QB. But to say we are mid is just you being a biased Green Bay fan, which is true. Mm-hmm. And he just, all he replied with is mid QB and mid secondary, even though we have the most interceptions in the league. Who's going to tell him? Weird. Uh, so I responded with, ah, so I see you don't have an argument anymore. And he was just like, am I wrong? Dude, I just gave you facts for an hour about how you were wrong. So yes. but so I just replied with based off of this year yes but you don't actually want to hear the facts you just want to rock your narrative which is perfectly fine that is our job is to rock narratives like cool I don't care right (laughs) and he just goes I already explained how the Vikings defense is giving up almost 20 plus every game the and that kind of has to do with the secondary Kirk is sitting on the season with a 48 QBR, I've made my case. So I just said, yeah, okay, let's look at those two numbers with some context, shall we? Um, You know. So I, again, just brought up the most turnovers on defense. And that mid-offense just put up 33 on a defense that hasn't given up more than 20 to anyone else. Also, Jacoby Brissett, is in the top five for QBR. Does that mean he's a top five quarterback? Or do these stats require context? And he just replied saying, didn't say the offense was mid. I said Kirk was mid. I'd like to rewind it a few tweets to when he said (laughs) mid all around. Maybe, maybe don't say things and then get mad when I tell you that you're wrong about what you said. 
It's weird. Um, so I just said, you called us mid on both sides. Kirk, on average, is mid, and I've always said that. But he's been better this year. Yes, his stats are down. It's almost like he has to play in a whole new offense, being asked to do new things and throw the ball more. But QB play as a whole is down this year. And he just goes, okay, mid doesn't win Super Bowls. That's been my argument the whole time. And my argument the whole time is, yes, it does. I said, so Nick Foles didn't win? What about Eli, Flacco, Peyton, all of those guys? Even first Super Bowl Brady, if we want to be honest. He wasn't Brady yet. He became it. but uh, And so I was like, just because you don't like Kirk or the Vikings doesn't mean that they cannot win, especially in a year where there is no team that is that much better than them. We are on par with the other three or four good teams. Next reply from that guy. Defense is still quite mid. He doesn't have any actual arguments. He's just saying things. Yeah, he's pretty much just going meh every damn time. But I'm still... (laughs) I like to argue and I like to have points and like make sure anybody who sees this interaction knows who knew what they were talking about. Like that's my goal. So I was like, based on what you keep saying that they've given up 20 points per game. Again, let's look at the context to these numbers. So we were, and I believe still are in the top eight for points allowed per game at 20, I think 21.1. While the team that is number one in the league, obviously the Denver Broncos, who do have the best defense in football, which is why it is so tough to watch their football games, their offense is the worst in the league and their defense is the best in the league. So neither team ever scores and it's awful. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yikes. But you want to know the point differential per game between those two teams 4.6 points the broncos give up 4.6 points less than we do that's not a lot weirdo (laughs) (laughs) and we also have a top 10 third down defense which is like where defense is really important you know Mm -hmm. can you get off the field yeah we're one of the 10 best teams in the league at doing that And after all of that, is points per game not the most important category? Pretty sure when you're on defense, you don't want to allow any points. And all I bring up is, well, I guess the Chiefs can't be real contenders either then, right? Since, you know, they're giving up almost 10 points per game more than we do? Weird. (laughs) Like, weird. And then Chiefs have Mahomes. (laughs) so i just go and a bad defense and a bad o-line and mediocre weapons if we're gonna judge teams we gotta be fair mahomes negates a lot of the problems on offense i can't believe i have to defend the chiefs right now they also have andy Reid. i can't believe i have to defend the vikings being a good fucking football team i'm sorry that we barely beat some of these bad teams at least we didn't pull a chiefs and get shithoused by the colts right yep (laughs) <laughs> we actually win our games. Weird. So, uh, yeah. So I just said, I'm not saying the Chiefs are bad, but if the Vikings aren't a contender, 
then the Chiefs and Bills can't be either. They just can't be. These, these are the rules. You can't discredit the Vikings for defense, then say it's fine that this team's defense is way worse. That's just not how that works. And I never said the Vikings were a bad team. I said they aren't a Super Bowl team. If they can't win a Super Bowl with their defense, then the Chiefs can't win a Super Bowl either. Or even the Bills. Our defenses are pretty on par right, right now. Right. <laughs> but the Vikings are one of the four best teams in the league, meaning they are contenders. The Chiefs can win because they have Mahomes. I've been trying to tell you, that's the massive difference. So I finally decided to be the douchebag who brings up somebody else's team to make a point. We've seen Mahomes lose with better teams than what he has this year. That's been my point. Just because you have an elite QB doesn't mean you can win the Super Bowl. Just ask the Packers. <laughs> and That's fair. His reply, Rodgers is undefeated in Super Bowls. That has nothing to do with the point I was making. Having an elite QB doesn't mean you are a contender, since he's only ever been to the one. Mm -hmm. He was the best quarterback in football for over 10 years. Only went to one. And then, so he goes, and how many Super Bowls has Kirk Cousins been to at the ripe age of 34? He thought that was an aha moment. It wasn't. Because it's the same number as Rodgers since Kirk entered the league. Zero. Uh -huh. Most guys go to zero. Some get to go to one. Very few in history have ever been to two. If we're going to try to use Super Bowl appearances as an argument, are Rex Gro is Rex Grossman as good as Dan Marino and Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> and then he hits me with the bros just twisting my words. Most Super Bowls are won with elite quarterbacks. Yes, there are exceptions. I'll take the odds that an elite quarterback with bad weapons makes the Super Bowl and wins before I take an average quarterback with good weapons to make the Super Bowl and win. So I just hit him with the, I never twisted your words. And yes, most Super Bowls are won by elite QBs. You're correct. But again, saying the Vikings aren't contenders is just you being biased. Do they have the best odds? No. Do they have a better shot yeah. than... 95% of the league? Yes, absolutely. And then he never said anything again. But, <laughs> no, when, to be fair, when you have to change your narrative for why a team's bad, like, eight times, mm -hmm. you're, your argument's not valid. It's yeah, valid. It's not you didn't valid have it. You didn't have it. Right. Alright. But, uh, anyway, I, uh, I yeah. gotta work it. Three o'clock in the morning, so I better. But going back to that, uh, yeah, I am also happy with how the game turned out. If you go back to my stream, when Kirk didn't get in, I, I literally all I did was, damn, that was a good game. Mm. And hey, at least after that performance, you can't keep discrediting us. Yeah. We, we took the bills, gave them everything we had, and... It took everything they had to keep us down. Like, that yep. was my argument. And then I see the play, the next play happen. 
I didn't even know it was a fumble at first. I was like, what the fuck's going on? And then I saw Josh Allen, and he didn't have the football. And I was like, oh, my God, we just won the game. <laughs> and then Josh Allen drove down on us, the little bastard. Yeah, yeah. Technically shouldn't have drove down on us. Uh, that Gabe Davis catch was not a catch, but. Right. Eh, shouldn't have been a what catch. can you do? Yeah. What can you do? Right. That, that was just kind of how the game went. I don't. I can't believe they didn't throw the challenge flag right there, especially in that. We can't. Part of it's game. inside two minutes. It has to be oh, a booth right. review. Right, right. And I forgot. Everybody's like, "Well, the Bills did a great job hustling to the line." We watched the replay of that catch four times. The booth had enough time to call for a review. Right. I don't know why they didn't, but they did. Well, that's called home court advantage. There. I guess, dude. <laughs> Damn. Everybody gets it. Oh, I was pissed. I was pissed. But, but it still turned out. I was pissed, but it's like, all right, whatever. We still got to just do our jobs. They're not in the mm-hmm. end zone yet. Let's just stop them. Fuck it. Kick the field goal. Go to overtime. And let's go win it. And then we couldn't. We got fucking stopped in fucking fourth and goal again. Well, third mm-hmm. and goal this time. Because we didn't go for it. To be fair, none of this would have mattered. The fumble, the whatever if Dalvin Cook just remembered he had hands. Mm-hmm. That was tough. Kirk was... gets rocked, and Dalvin has it perfectly. Nobody yeah. was going to catch him if he just decides to catch it. Yeah, the linebacker at the very end got over there. But that's because Dalvin was sitting there like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> I potatoed it all of a sudden. Yeah. But again, I think the the final thing I really have to say about that game and the Vikings as a whole is even after all of those failures at the goal line and all of those problems, there wasn't an ounce of quit in a single dude wearing purple yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, it's been my favorite sound on TikTok. When I saw Tyreek Hill post a video with the sound, it pissed me off because it felt like it was targeting me specifically. Mm-hmm. The whole, you know, <clears throat> you've lost again and again and again. The lights are cut out, but you still are waking up every day, looking at your dream and saying it's not over until I win is 100% the motto of the Vikings this year. It's not over until we win. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Which... I'll take just the last few years. It's been the game is over. We can't win. So I'll take, it's not over until I win. I'll take it. Yep. But uh, anything else for you to say other than you're tired and you want to go to bed? Nope. I'm pretty much footballed out. Awesome. Well, can't wait for the next weekend. Glad we got to have you on to have a conversation. Really wish you would have been able to come over on Sunday and we sat here and watched the game. I was well, going to ask dad... you, but then you, I don't know, you weren't like talking to anybody that morning. So I was like, oh, I guess he's busy with something. Yeah. Well, if my dad wouldn't be such a good shot at an old age, we wouldn't, <laughs> I would have been over there. But that's fair. Instead, he pulls off a 370 yard shot between two trees on an elk that's laying down and heart shoots it. So nice. I mean, that's, that's kind of impressive. Just a little. It impressed the shit out of me. And he even, it impressed himself because <laughs> he pulled the trigger and the first thing he said was, Ah, shit. I completely missed him, didn't I? And I was looking through my binoculars, and I said, well, he's dead, so <laughs> I don't think you missed. 
Dude, I don't you love doing shit that shocks yourself? You're like, oh my yeah. god, how did I just do that? It it made him feel good, you know. He's still he can still shoot for an old guy, you know, even shooting with a crippled hand because he has to pull the trigger. He has to pull the trigger with this finger because all the rest of them have been crushed by nice. an excavator bucket. So, but he honestly shouldn't have the hand, but he does somehow. Because you'd never give up the hand. You never let him take the hand. He should be dead, to be honest, because it hit him in the head first. Well, there you and go. And then crushed his hand. So. Luckily, he's he's a wonder and has a hard head. <laughs> there you go. So, all right. Well, that's gonna do it for me. So, all right. Well, that's also gonna do it for me. So, <clears throat> everybody, go follow Wonder at all the places. His name's down at the bottom of the thing. Uh, yep. yeah, that's all I got. So, thanks for watching. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace. <laughs>